I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. Getting back to that game I had to pull an Audible on, and that is Star Trader for the X68000. Now, originally, I thought this game was made by Falcom, and I was kind of right, so the... Well, let me let me rephrase that. I knew the game itself was made by Falcom. The version that ended up on the X68000 was actually not made by Falcom, but by MNM Software. They actually remade the game, so Star Trader is a... Oh boy, um, a side-scrolling horizontal shooter that also has some RPG elements into it, and it performed not so great, I believe. No, no, it was on the PC-8801, and when I got ported over to the Sharp X-68000, they took out the RPG elements and basically just made it a shooter. Now, the PC-8801 version didn't really perform very well. If you go watch some videos of it, it's a little... Um, Let's just say the frame rate ain't great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say maybe Falcom isn't the best at making side-scrolling shooters, and that's probably why they really haven't made any more. Now, MNM Software, uh, they redid it, and it actually looks like a pretty functional uh, side-scrolling shooter. The thing is, though, it's a perfectly average, forgettable side-scrolling shooter at that point, really taking out the interesting part of it. And in also doing that, they also took out almost all of the Falcom Sound Team version of the soundtrack. There are two tracks that did make the transition over, both of which we'll be listening to today. They are Sortie and Moonscape. And yeah, this uh, this soundtrack, uh, again, not a Falcom joint, but the roots of it are based in a Falcom thing, so I don't know if I should count this as a Falcom episode. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I probably do enough Falcom Sound Team stuff on this podcast that we don't need to add another episode that is uh, Falcom Sound Team stuff, right? Right. Anyway, so the composers on the X68000 version are Yasui Ito, Hiroya Hatsushiba, Takashi Murayama, and Keishi Yonao. I hope I'm saying that, that one right. I don't think I am. Y-A-N-A-O. So I don't think I'm probably saying that right. But hey, you know, we, we've got what we got. And before we got onto the actual tracks that we're going to listen to today, I did actually need to thank Yosep, who is JDK Love on Twitter, who also happens to run the Falcon Music Channel on YouTube, which has been a huge, huge bit of, I want to say, uh, resources or uh, references. It's just been a lot of source of joy for me as far as listening, just because of how much I love Falcom. It's also a little bit of an educational thing for me, because outside of the basic familiarity with Ease and the Legend of Heroes stuff, I wasn't really familiar with Falcom Sound Team stuff up until, I'd say, a few years ago. I mean, it's been 
Oh God, it's probably closer to a decade now than a few years ago, but whatever. Anyway, uh, listening to this channel has been a huge boon for me just because I get exposed to a whole bunch of Falcom stuff that I maybe didn't know was Falcom. And I love me some Falcom sound team. So yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much anyone that listens to this knows I really love that group. So so I do also have to thank uh, the Spoonie Bard, who goes by SpooniBard13 on Twitter and also has a rather great tribute album. It is a cover version of the Sharp X68000 version of Star Trader, but done in the style of a Super Nintendo. It's actually really good, and of course I bought it. Not only as a thank you for helping me out here trying to uh, pin down who did what, but also just because I kind of enjoyed it, and then I bought the rest of his library at Bandcamp too. Doesn't have a whole lot over there, but you know, you do what you can to support artists and people who help you out, right? Right. Anyway, so why don't we go ahead and let's get this show on the road here. So the first track we're going to be listening to today is Sortie. And again, this is one that was also in the original PC-88 version. So this is a Falcom Sound Team joint in a sense, right? Anyway, here it is. You know, come to think of it, I actually did forget to mention who actually composed that thing, and that was uh, Mako Ishikawa. Mako Ishikawa is the one who worked on the Falcom Sound Team version that was for the uh, PC-8801. I don't know why exactly, I couldn't remember it was the PC-8801 version, and I just don't really know what happened there. Just brain fart, I guess, in my old age. So, Anyway, uh, so that was Sorty, titled theme, and man, oh man, I... I feel like if that didn't get you right away, the rest of the soundtrack is not going to do it for you. Uh, just the kind of full-on synth there. I, here's the thing. When I listened to this for the first time, it was the PC-8801 version, because I tried to go back to hear the originals first, and then I did this one, and I was like, wait a second. This sharp version sounds a lot better. And then I didn't last very long with the PC-8801 version, because while it's not bad, I don't think it's up to the same caliber as this is. Granted, the PC-88 is nowhere near as capable a machine as far as sound production goes as also just graphical and computational uh prowess goes so maybe it's a little unfair but at the same time yeah this uh 
this arrangement on this album is just really great and i just i can't praise it enough so anyway let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track and that is going to be visual scene one I feel like it's almost a little jarring to get thrown into visual scene one from Sorty because the, let's say, intensity level kind of goes down a little notch there. It's not that Sorty is so hard hitting or anything, but visual scene one's a little bit more toned down. As you can imagine, it's, I think, just playing over a cutscene at the very beginning of the game. So it's kind of like, hey, you know, we don't really need something just hitting you over the head with a, like, really good beat to it. I do like visual scene one quite a bit. There's really not a I would say track on this soundtrack that I really feel like we need to skip, although there's a couple that are pretty short, so we might, I don't know, I'm going to kind of play it by ear, see how long the episode like this running. But this is one that, yeah, I enjoy, and that's why it's here, and that's really all I have to say about it. So anyway, we are going to move on to the next one, and that is the stage one theme, The Logic of Shooters.
Yeah, that's some hard-hitting stuff. I don't think you could really ask for a better track to open up a shooter with, but, you know, I mean, there's that. Uh, you know, you, you always have to put your best foot forward, and something that's sort of endlessly replayable, because odds are, in the first stage of a shooter like this, you're going to be hearing it a lot as you get better at the game, so it's nice to have a a good memorable track that you're not going to get tired of hearing quite a bit and it's definitely one of my favorites and definitely kind of sold me on the soundtrack as a whole because just in the position of shooter soundtracks this is sort of one of those things where i've listening to video game music as much as i do and doing this podcast now is like oh yeah you do have to have something strong in that first stage that is also not really going to be annoying to listen to ad nauseum nearly as you improve on the game Anyway, let's move on to the Stage 2 theme, and that is Ugly Beauty.
I think the term ugly beauty is fairly apt for this one because I really enjoy the, uh, let's say, everything after the first like 15 seconds of it where it sort of does that really kind of growly uh, bass synth thing. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it opens it up pretty well. And then everything else from there I think is pretty solid. It's just a matter of that first few seconds of this track is a little like, eh, this isn't so great. It's a little growly and just not a huge, huge fan of it. But the rest of it, uh, just good stuff. I really enjoy it. So, And if I didn't, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be on here. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track. And that is going to be Moonscape. Now, if you were paying attention to my introduction at the very beginning here, this is the last track that made the jump over from the PC-88 version. So this is the last version that is a officially a Falcom Sound Team uh, track here. So anyway, here it is.
I really like this one, and it's not just because it's a Falcom Sound Team one, you know what I mean? It just really seems to make use of everything that the Sharp X68000 is capable of making as far as sound goes, and just really hammers it home without a whole lot of... I would say dead air. You know, honestly, I don't even think there's a like millisecond of dead air in this thing. It is a wonderful piece of music that really just kind of drives what you're trying to do further. I think it's one of the most important things in shoot 'em up soundtracks is you have to be able to kind of pace out basically what you're doing. You have to give somebody like a little bit of confidence in the first stage, maybe bump up the stakes a little in the second, and then depending on how many stages there are, give them a little bit of music to kind of up their confidence a little bit, but at the same time, make them feel like things are getting a little bit desperate. You know, the player's gotten a little bit better, but then you have to also kind of match that. So they don't ever feel like they're just breezing through it. And I think this track kind of does that pretty well. Oh, actually, all in all, I kind of feel like the whole soundtrack does that as a whole. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the fourth stage theme. And that is the vision. always dug this sort of tribal beat thing it's one of the reasons why i'm such a fan of uh, saori kobayashi soundtracks is she kind of does that sort of stuff and it's pretty cool and i think it's done to pretty good effect here as well the stage itself i, I admittedly i haven't really watched a full play playthrough of star trader i probably really should i've just watched like maybe the first stage or two and just kind of checked it out because you know satiate my curiosity on it it's a pretty cool track that i feel does exactly what we were talking about in the last segment where it adds a bit of tension, if you will, to the whole thing. 
it makes you feel like you really kind of got to step it up and concentrate. But at the same time, it's not really driving you so hard that like putting you into sort of panic mode of sort of like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Everything's getting real hard and I don't know if I can keep up. It's giving you a sort of an indication of like, hey, you got to start paying attention here a little bit harder than you have been because we're going to start throwing some different stuff at you. Speaking of throwing different stuff at you, I'm going to throw a different track at you next. And that is the stage five theme. And that is called Elts. talk about a track that makes use of its length i boy oh boy i think it does a remarkable job of keeping this track interesting with kind of keeping the same like rhythm throughout the whole thing it just 
does a remarkable job of staying interesting throughout the whole track. I don't really feel like there's a weak moment in this thing. It's a little bit more toned down than some of the other stages, or yeah, some of the other stage themes we've listened to so far. But you know, that's 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 all right. I'm cool with it. It's it's a great track. It's really kind of hard to complain about stuff like this. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Visual Scene Two. that's a rather nice peaceful little thing this sound like something went terribly wrong at some point during that track i don't really know what goes on during the plot of star trader and i don't think i'm i don't want to say that interested but you know that interested it, it's just a shooter i mean how how great can it be story-wise right although the idea of a shooter and rpg does kind of interest me i've tried something like that before and wasn't really a fan of it i think it was drifting lands was the name of it ah, boy i don't remember i even reviewed it or put an impression of it on the site and I don't remember for the life of me at this point but anyway yeah so nice little kind of intermission kind of music I suppose if you will yeah I think it's a nice way of putting it. it's just it's sort of like intermission music and if that was intermission music then why don't we go ahead and let's move on to the next track and get out of the intermission and that is the stage six theme and that is tile t-y-l-e yeah tile it's a bit of a strange one but hey it is what it is
for being right near the end of the game. This one feels a little bit more laid back, I think, than I was kind of expected. But again, still something I like. There's a, It's a little slow, except for those instances where it kind of sounds like a wailing guitar, except it's just a really high-pitched kind of synth sound thing. I really dig that stuff, and I think it does this pretty well to keep the track interesting. Otherwise, it's a pretty straightforward kind of just like not a whole lot going on to it, but it's still catchy. But just having that stuff kind of interject, I think, kind of keeps it interesting keeps it from getting too repetitive you know what i mean all right so let's go ahead and let's move on to the stage seven theme and that is half tone And that, without realizing it, is the Final Stage theme. A little more laid back than I really would have expected. I mean, it's got a little bit of intensity to it, but at the same time, it's very... I don't know, I, I would think of something that would make me want to panic maybe a little bit more, get my kind of reflexes heightened, and, you know, your palms start getting sweaty. This is kind of just like, a, oh, okay, you probably should concentrate and focus, but, you know, it doesn't seem like anything too intense, right? I mean, it really doesn't immediately scream out, hey, pay attention, you are about to come across the hardest thing in the game, or anything like that. Yeah, I just kind of feel like maybe it's what this track should do, but it doesn't really kind of deliver on that. But that's whatever, it's still a pretty good track, and ultimately pretty short, too. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on to Visual Scene 3, and that is the ending theme.
I want to talk a little bit about a tonal shift here. Um, this track definitely kind of sounds... I mean, listen as it's... I'm kind of talking over it here. Just that... It's almost rueful sounding. It sounds like something went terribly wrong. Um, you succeeded in again, but at what cost? One of those things I sort of love. And yeah, I really like this too. So I guess we can just kind of keep with that as a, as a theme for myself, right? Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one. And that is Intention to Mystery. And that is the Staff Roll theme. really enjoy just kind of how mellow this track is and it seems like it's i don't want to say there's not a whole lot going on to it until about halfway through and it does that sort of like rewind sound effect thing it's interesting i don't know why it was there but i think it kind of kept this track a little bit more interesting than not maybe it deserved to be but you know this i thought it was just a weird choice that fit really well again that's exactly why i'm not a musician and i just talk about music on a podcast here i really have no idea sometimes how to make music work or why stuff works i just like to talk about it occasionally <laughs> so anyway um what do you guys want you guys want a uh, a real a real short one here how about this let's let's do the another place the game over theme <laughs> yeah 
Yep, that's it. That's the game over theme. Now, I think it would be kind of uh, dumb if I left you guys with just that as the last track. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to four tracks that were unused in the actual game itself. So here is the first one. sure where that would have fit in maybe it was best it went unused wasn't the strongest of tracks wasn't bad but just definitely i don't feel kind of meshed with the rest of the caliber of the soundtrack all right here is the second one now Actually, a little disheartened that this track didn't make it into the game itself. I, I kind of love this one. It doesn't really feel like it would fit in with the vibe, though. It definitely kind of, maybe a little too much. I think a little too extra, if you will. It, it's good stuff, but it just totally doesn't really fit with the rest of the game itself. So I think just kind of throwing this and having it there is, it's 
yeah, good to kind of listen to it, but maybe it doesn't really fit with the game itself. So, and by the way, that track is actually called Love Silence, so whatever goes on with that, I don't know. I do wonder if maybe there was some intention of trying to get the RPG elements into it, and maybe having something like this thrown in there for one of those instances. I don't know if that makes any sense, but hey, whatever. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the third unused track, and that is In the Darkness. Another one that I like, just doesn't seem like it would really fit in with this game's vibe that seems to be a little bit more mellow on the side of uh, shooter soundtracks. Not really sure why I get that vibe from this, but I maybe just, meh, whatever. Anyway, I like it. Again, just kind of doesn't really mesh very well, so maybe there was something going on with like one of the composers that worked on it. He had some tracks he wanted to throw in, and it just didn't really work out. Don't know. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and listen to the last one of the unused tracks, and that is Built Up Fighting Spirit.
I don't really feel like there was a whole lot going on with this track. I don't have too, too much to say about it. It was okay. It had a decent, like, kind of line to it. But, eh, you know, it's just sort of one of those things that it's like, hey, you know, this could be something. But doesn't really feel like it ever went anywhere, unfortunately. So, anyway, that'll wrap up the soundtrack to Star Trader for the Sharp X68000. So, as usual, do me a favor and go over to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. Over there, you can kick in $3, and you will get the bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out. You will get the bonus segments on Multimedia Failure, another podcast I do where we explore almost every video game movie ever made, chronologically, for the most part, and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. Uh, by the time this goes out, you won't have heard what happened on the last episode, but let me just say it's it's a doozy. Uh, Uwe Boll, one of the um, worst filmmakers I've ever had the privilege of seeing some of his work, uh, really put Vanessa and John and I through the ringer on that one, and we really, really had to sit down and think about what we were doing with that podcast from there on out. So, Also, you will get So Say We All and The Games and Junk Game Club, a podcast where we're actually talking about video games outside of just sort of, um, you know, on the periphery of video games. Our most recent episode, which will be going up a couple of days after this episode of Rocket With Your Card Out, will, I don't know why I said Rocket With Your Card Out, you know what this podcast is. <laughs> anyway, um, that one we had the director and co-writer of Murder by Numbers on while we talked about Murder by Numbers, and he was an absolute delight. He talked about Murder by Numbers at length, and I think we've got just about as much information as Murder by Numbers that we could ever hope for. I enjoyed the hell out of having Ed Fear uh, talk about his creation and just some of the cool stuff we enjoyed about Murder by Numbers, and yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful conversation, and I really think you should check out that podcast too, because we've we've been doing some real good stuff over there, I feel. Now, of course, you'll get access to those without the Patreon support, but you'll also get all of those podcasts in a catch-all feed, so four podcasts in one handy feed, which, uh, yeah, if you can't get enough of my voice, God help you, and there's a solution for that, I suppose. You can get all of those in one fair sh- or in one shot there. You also get all of those podcasts at a higher quality audio feed, and for $5 a month, you will get everything on the $3 tier here, as well as a shout out on all the shows we do, all four of them. So I want to shout out to John Lucero, Vanessa Cahill, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and Eric for chipping in the $5, and I really appreciate it. And it means quite a bit to me that you guys are still chipping in money for this. And yeah, anyway, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Ariola, and you can follow the show at Roico Podcast, that is R-O-W-Y-C-O Podcast. Other than that, I think that will wrap up this episode of Rocket With Your Card Out. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If if you can do me a favor and share the show around, I would really appreciate that too. If you can't afford to chip into the Patreon uh, campaign there, that would be a good way of helping out with the show because maybe somebody can do that. Also, go to iTunes. Um, I believe Stitcher has a ranking system too. So any of those uh, podcast platforms where you can give the show a ranking, I would really appreciate it. Other than that, that is everything with Rocket With Your Card Out for this episode. So I really appreciate you listening. And just a heads up, I'm having shoulder surgery here in, well, as of this recording, a little less than two weeks. So there's either going to be a bunch of Rocket With Your Card Outs because I'm going to be stuck at home, not being able to do much of anything. So I suppose I'll be listening to a lot of video game music and maybe figuring out something to talk about, or there's going to be a not a whole lot because I'm going to be in a lot of pain and I'm not going to feel like recording. <laughs> so it's going to kind of be one or the other, I suppose. So I'm trying to get a couple of these out the door or at least ready to go, uh, just in case I have to take a little hiatus while my uh, shoulder, uh, you know, recovers or needs the extra recovery time so I don't sound like a big whiny baby on the podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Great! I knew that groove was in your heart.